Hello there, warriors. Welcome to our very first warrior circle. And one of my very favorite people with such a warrior story. I want to welcome Donna Boba Manley to our warrior circle. Hi, Donna. How are you? Good. I, I'm really excited because you and I always have such amazing conversations. As a matter of fact, we got on this Zoom conference, I think about 45 minutes ago, and we just were catching up and having a great chat. Um, so, you know, we, we were talking about, obviously I did it with the coaching, but also you and I were talking about this disappointments. And, and I thought one of the first things that'd be interesting to get your perspective on is when I call it disappointments and I, I will call it massive disappointment. Doesn't the word disappointment seem kind of silly when you're talking about, um, your son leaves rehab because I remember, you know, Jamie did that or got kicked out for using in rehab or whatever. Cause like disappointments when someone calls and they can't go out Friday night for dinner. So I don't know if disappointment's the right word. A wide um, variety, right. Of disappointment. So yeah. But, but I think you know something about disappointments. I do. So when you were starting your journey with your son in addiction, First of all, isn't it kind of more shock at first? Oh my God, shock. You know, was I in disbelief? I don't really know if I was. I, I, my ex-husband was in disbelief. I don't know if I was because I kind of zoomed in. I, my parents just taught us so much about drugs and never, never, never to get involved. They pounded it down our- Don't you wish? I think we should go back to that say no to drugs campaign. Yes, yes. So I had that in my brain the whole time, think, never thinking it was going to happen to one of my children ever, ever, ever. But I, uh, you know, I hopped on the beyond wagon right away when he was 15 and, and I got a phone call. I think I told you this from his best friends. It was my best friend at the time. And it was Anthony's best friend. And he's, she called and said, they're dabbling in drugs. I'm like, what, what, what do you mean dabbling? I didn't even know what she meant. I had no idea. I mean, I had no idea. Don't you think I that's what we all want to think at first though? Cause you know what? Honestly, I wasn't a good girl like you. I, I keep telling people I got good grades. So they don't think I was totally a bad person, but oh, I dabbled oh, no, in drugs. Oh, my gosh. I so, dabbled, but I wasn't, I don't have the addictive personality. So this is right, why I'm saying it's right. better not to dabble. That's right. Right. That's right. I mean, if you I never mean, dabble. You'll never, that addiction will never come out. But do you think when, but, and okay. So what I was thinking about is you jumped right on it. You understood it. And then you probably thought you could just do something to fix it, to nip it in the bud, to stop the dabbling. And then, so that was, you know, early on, you had those first disappointments, right? Where, dang, it didn't work. I didn't, now what do I do? Yeah, there were, the disappointments came um, fast and furious, fast yeah. and furious. So I'm going to jump forward and then I, I want us to kind of, maybe we'll go do something in between, but I had you as a guest on, on a recent podcast episode, and I hope everyone will listen to that episode and, um, cause it's so good. But one of the things that you talked about in that episode, you know, it's so funny. I was thinking to myself, did she talk about that? Because we have so many discussions outside of our recordings. I can't remember, but I do believe you did how you had gone to a family function so this is more recent mm -hmm. and you talk to your, to somebody in your family, I don't want to say who, but you talked to someone in your family who had made comments before 
And when they made those comments before, you had a hard time handling them back then. And yeah. now you were going, let's talk about it. How different you are from the person who felt so beyond disappointed and devastated and couldn't handle anyone even saying anything about it to let's have a discussion. That's a a long journey that that took you from these being disappointed to you've had massive disappointment along the way, but it's also led you to this place. It has. And that was my brother's best friend. And I, I love Frankie. His name's Frankie. And um, I love him, but it, he just didn't stop with the questions and I couldn't handle it. And that's when I did not go to my dad's 70th birthday because I knew Frankie was going to be there. And I could not tell my family, I can't handle Frankie. I just, this was maybe five years into Anthony's addiction journey. And I, it, it was terrible. I was at my lowest of my low for a very long time. I, I, I disappointment turned into depression for me and I am not a depressed person. It turned into being as sick as Anthony. It turned into trying to fix him, trying to embarrass him, trying to do, I did it all wrong. Sure. For years. But then yes, when I saw Frankie at, at another party, maybe 10 years ago, I'm like, do you see me? Do you see me, who I am? I wasn't saying it to be mean. I love this person. I said, well, look at me. Take a good look because this is what an addict's mom looks like. Good for you. So ask me any questions you want, Frankie, because I couldn't bear to see you for 13 years. I did not say it to make him feel bad. I just, I, I was kind of like putting my boundaries up. This is what I couldn't do. And guess yeah. what? Now well, ask he me, understood that. He now took that in and- any, he, did, he did. Now ask me any question you want. Any yeah. question you want. I'm not running away. anymore. Well, that to me, this illustrates the reason I wanted to say this early on in this training course, in this uh, warrior circle, because I want people who aren't where you are to understand. It's so easy to look at somebody, who, you know, when the outside looking in at somebody like me or somebody like you and think, oh, well, see, they're different, or maybe they haven't been through what I have, or, you know, you, you kind of qualify and you say, well, I can't get there because I've been through more, or, or I'm a different type of person it's important to understand you're the kind of person that didn't even want to have a discussion with someone you loved and stayed away from for 15 years or however many years. And then to get where, where Donna is today, Donna said something recently. She said, you have to do the work. And I put that quote actually in the warrior training this month, because that's where people are missing going from that Donna to this one the work that it takes in between. The work is very important and we have to work as hard as our beloved children. They have to work through their addiction, God willing, if they choose to, and we have to work just as hard. I truly believe we have to put in, because it's not normal to say, okay, I have to put this boundary up for my beloved son that, you know, took me like six years to, to even conceive my miracle baby. And, and this person who's got so many talents and, and you just, you know, it's giving up dreams. It's, but you have to, it's giving it over to God. It's helping other people. Helping other people is so huge. You must. But how could you do that had you not helped yourself? You know, I was doing it during those 13 years. That surprise. was helping yourself. I did, but I still wasn't getting it. No, I did it all along. People would call me in the town I lived. I don't know how you're doing this, but can you help me? Or I don't know. And I'm like, yep, I put on that. But don't you think that helps you get better? Because I remember yes. when, yes. when I wrote Still Standing After All the Tears and I said to Rich, oh crap, what if nobody likes it? 
What if it's a terrible book? What if nobody, you know, and then I thought, well, what if it just helps one person? You know, what if one person can not feel alone? I mean, so uh, you were all, and so Rich said, well, one thing he said is, but it'll be cathartic. No matter what, this process has been cathartic for you. It's been healing for you too. So Mm. I think people think they're supposed to wait until they're better. Wait until they get it all figured out, which is never. And then they'll start to reach out and help people. All you have to be is one step ahead of someone else to help. That's right. And and you have to take that little victim hat off and whatever other hat you're wearing and say, okay, I'm going to do this. It's going to be a lot of work, but I'm determined. I am determined. And I really think, Valerie, anyone that's been in this, this season of their life or has a, a, you know, a beloved child that has the, has addiction issues that they, um, we, we don't know where where to go, what to do, where to go, but the work does help. And getting out of yourself and helping somebody else at the beginning of their stages until they get to where we're at, there's no other rewarding. You know this. Yes. There's no other rewarding. Uh, it rewards me and gives me, it gives me peace. It gives me gratitude. It gives me faith. It gives me um you know, I'm not a big Al-Anon person, but they say, get out of yourself and go and go and help somebody else. And it yeah. is so. Well, yeah, no question that, that, yeah. because then also not that, you know, I'm not a big fan of the thing that's like, everything happens for a reason. I, I, I've even written about this. I'm not a big fan of that statement. And I understand it. I've said it. Um, I understand the behind it is meant to be, well, everything happens for a reason. Well, that didn't sit very well with me when my daughter was out sticking needles in her body or when somebody, you know, gunned her down, but everything can be used for good. Now that's something I can get behind because then it feels more like, God, we wish this thing was not happening with your son more than anything, but God doesn't waste stuff. No, he He didn't put Anthony in addiction at all. Not at all. But for whatever reason, it's, it's, you know, it's happening. He's always going to provide an opportunity for something good to come of it and look at all the good that is coming of it. And what a, what a bonus it's going to be when Anthony gets healthy one day, that's our hope and our prayer. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, because you and we were talking about disappointments, but how we avoid those spikes, right? Where we're like, okay, the first time they go to rehab or the first time they tell you they're clean or whatever they do or say, and then you're like, yay, oh my gosh, life's going to be normal again. And everything's going to, we're just going to erase all this bad stuff. And then it doesn't happen. And you crash and you're, you know, rolled up in a ball in the walk-in closet. And so you relate to that. Without a doubt. But you're in a different place with expectations. And it'd be interesting to hear from you how you've learned to manage those expectations without losing hope. So many years ago, even, even before I met you, you know, I was trying to get healthy, but wasn't quite there yet. And you know, that the, the, I would always use this term as I would climb up the ladder and I would be at the tippity top of the ladder when Anthony was good. And then I would fall as fast as he was good. So I'm like, I can't go up and down that. I can't keep going up and down that ladder. And I said to myself, I'm not going to, I'm going to have hope but I am going to meet Anthony where he's at from now yes. on. Yes. I am not going to have expectation. I'm going to love him where he's at. And 
it felt so much better. I'm going to have no expectations of him, none, zero, because then I get disappointed. So I'm just going to love him where he's at. And I told him I was going to love him where he's at. And I'm going to meet him where he's at because that's my son. I will never enable him. I will never give him drugs or, you know, uh, that's. But you did take the pressure off of him. The pressure. I did. I said, I don't have any, any expectations of you. I love you, but the expectations are gone. They're completely gone. And I just want to love you where you're at. Wow. Okay. So, but you. You still maintain hope, but when I say hope, I want people to understand too. I had hope that Jamie would get clean. And so I'm going to wrap this back up to your story. So when she was killed, that particular hope disappeared, obviously. Mm -hmm. That was no longer possible. Mm -hmm. So then I have a choice. Do I lose all hope or is it a different hope? And so my hope now, my, my not, it's beyond hope. My belief is that I'm okay no matter what. And so can you speak to, to that, you know, to how you feel about not being tied to that outcome? And, and as much as let's face it, people, it's not like Donna's like, yeah, I don't care about the outcome. That's not what we're saying. But you're not tying the rest of your life's happiness, peace, purpose, and all of that to his particular outcome, right? No, I'm not. No, I can't. I can't because I don't control him. I'm his mother. I love him like, you know, I. Nobody, I always tell them this, nobody loves you more than I do. No, nope. nobody does. Nobody nope. loves, no one could ever take the place of a mother. Fathers, yes, they're wonderful, but- They love them differently. Love them very differently. And I, I do have hope. Um, Sometimes more than others, but I do, I do have hope. And I am, you know, my hope is, let me be with them. Let me, let me, you know, be with just to be with them and to take them to dinner for a night is the biggest joy. It's like the best day of my year. You know, if I was going to write a book, I, I think about this all the time. I was going to put, I was going to, I was going to um, say one, one good day a year, <laughs> but then Anthony gave me six good weeks this summer so you know only one good day a year i think i was gonna oh that's kind of that's good i like that one good day a year but um and you know my hope comes that i could have a lot more of those one good days a year like i said this summer he was in rehab and i had six weeks of really good days a year not necessarily seeing him but he was clean and we were talking and it was wonderful i had my son back this summer for six weeks wow that's and amazing cool. That was hope. That is a gift. So, I mean, no, nobody that's been through this journey hasn't had the thought cross their mind that the outcome is death because if they don't get clean at some point, the outcome is, is not good. I mean, it's, it's really, it kind of, at some point it becomes an either or scenario. Nobody wants to think that, believe that, speak it into existence or even for a moment, but we also have to face the fact that it's more than possible for each of us in this journey. So mm -hmm. do you mm -hmm. feel like you've come to a point where I, I can tell you right now, if it did happen to you, you'd be devastated. I can't, I can't lie. It's about this for many years. There's no possible way, but have you, do you really believe in your heart and soul aside from the hole in your heart and the grief, you already have a hole in your heart, let's face it. And the grief and all that, 
that comes with it. Even if the worst case happened, you have no longer tied every aspect of your life to that outcome. Oh gosh, absolutely not. And and if that day happens, I'm probably going to be more of a voice for to helping people. I know that. I've thought about it. I've thought about it. I will become more of a voice and more, you know, right now I've got two things. I've got Anthony, you know, that has been on this journey for an extremely long time. Um, so I'm always, but if I lose him, I'm going to, I'm going to have more. First of all, I know he's, I know where Anthony's going and, you know, I know help. that helps. So that helps a lot. He's going to be with my parents and, and he's tortured down here. And I know, and I've come to that realization too, because he's got, they all have mental health issues and, and something, you know, some, they don't just wake up one day and say, gee, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to be, or, or they dabble and they have that gene and over time, whether or not, you know, no matter with, whether people believe you're born with or whatever, no one's born with drugs in their hand. No one's born with a pipe in their hand or a needle. Everyone had to at least try it sometime and dabble it. So they have, there is some responsibility for each person but when you keep doing that to your brain, at some point, they're all becoming diseased brains. There's no, there's no getting around, you know, you're not talking about, a, a. he's not thinking with the same type of brain you are. He's not. And Anthony, you know, started using at 15. And I truly believe that his brain is at 15. I oh, sure. Believe. I believe that too. But I've also heard incredible stories of people who have gone for decades and then incredible i mean it's so cool all those brain cells in the frontal lobe will grow back the brain is an amazing regenerative organ yeah so so we wouldn't lose hope for him but i think what's important for people to understand is so many moms especially and it's counterintuitive to your who you are we tie our happiness our peace our sense of purpose to how well our kids are doing have you ever heard that thing that says your own a mom's only as happy as her least happy child that's sad. Yeah. But understand. And I asked my aunt, I asked my aunt Phyllis many years ago, she has five incredible boys and with families. And, and I said, Phyllis, how the heck do you do that? And she said that exact thing. And I'm like, wow, that's, you know, that that's, but her kids were pilots. <laughs> I mean, they all, you know, soared in their careers. Oh, so like, they were just having a bad day sometimes. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, the chiropractors. I mean, they they were all geniuses. <laughs> so she all. really doesn't understand. No, well, she passed now. So she, but yeah, yeah. I, I'll I'll just never forget that Anthony was a baby, and all my aunts just loved babies. She lived in New Hampshire, and. Now we went up to see her and, you know, I just love taking wise things from her because she was so filled with wisdom yeah. and she was always there for all of her kids. But and the kind I, of wisdom that somebody like that, absolutely. We can learn wisdom everywhere. You can find it at the grocery store. Um, but I, I love that there are people like you that have been willing to get out of the walk-in closet. I only say that because that's where I spent a lot of time crying so that nobody oh, else too. would know. Oh, 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 trust me. Valerie, I still do it. I did it last week. I didn't want my husband hearing Isn't me cry. That interesting. Went through, I didn't want him. And I just went, shut the door and we have our, mo- hey, listen, I'm sure you still have your moments. I certainly still oh, do. Oh no, I'm perfectly well all the time, Donna. <laughs> But listen, God knew we could handle it. And that's another like, aha thing. You know, when he, even before Anthony was conceived or that little seed started growing in me, that little person, 
God chose Anthony for me, knowing I could handle it. He knew what my life was going to be like way ahead of it. Yeah. You didn't believe you could handle it. No, I, no, no, I did not. No, I always prayed the prayer of God. If you take one of my children away from me, dig my grave because I will not. And I always prayed the prayer when my kids were babies. Don't, please don't ever take any of them from me. Please don't, because you're going to kill me now. I'm going to, you know, I really had that mindset. Sure. For a long, long time, but he knew what I was going to go through when I didn't realize I could handle it. Even going through the journey, um, I just, there are so many blessings through this storm. Guys, you've got to take the blessings out of it. You know, the, one of the biggest blessings is meeting Valerie, getting her book, meeting the dawns of the world, it, the, it, meeting all the people that come to Valerie's events and want to get healthy. And they hang on every single word of this incredible lady's meaning Valerie when she speaks and she has the best speakers in the world speaking like, you know, and it's just, it, it, it's, I don't want to say it's a magical experience, but it really is. Cause we all get on such a high and saying, you know, we all feel so empowered leaving there. You cannot go to one of your events and leave as the same person. Never, ever, 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 ever. And these are real. These are I was just writing something and I said, these are something for someone. And I said, along the way, I've met the best people in the whole wide world. And you know what, Valerie, I truly think that people that are in our situation are the best people in the world because they've learned their faith has deepened. They are kinder people. I know I was not at all. I was very judgmental, very, you know, with other kids, like, oh my God, right? what, what? it's just, you become a much better version of yourself. That's a big blessing. You meet the best people in the world. That's another blessing. You open your heart. You don't live for your, I will always live for my children, but I couldn't even go out to eat without thinking, oh my God, is he homeless and he's eating and I'm not, and I'm eating and oh my God, I can't do this. Or go, I'll never forget the first vacation we went on when I sent him up to the private school as a family. I'm like, how can I be enjoying myself here? You know, I, I don't know how I could enjoy my, I mean, it was, it's a whole different attitude now. <laughs> Completely right. different. I try to enjoy every single moment. I fall down. I say this to you all the time, but I get up so much faster. That's so amazing. And also I've, you know, known you for a few years now and I've seen you meet Bruce and then get married and go to Italy a couple of times to family. see your family and all of the things that you withheld from yourself when you were enmeshed in the shame and the guilt and the, all of yeah. the other stuff. I, I did. I, I look, you know what, listen, I could admit it now. I mean, I, I, I dated, like I said, and I dated really wonderful guys, but someone, they all had a little thing in them that I, there was no way I was, get, I was getting married. I was doing any of that. I would not let anyone in completely until Bruce. Yeah. And there's a lot of things was, that you, we think that I love it. How God was like, okay, sure. Donna, you'll never get married again. You'll never meet. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's going to drop Bruce right on your lap. That's awesome. And, that, and that's what he did. And I'm like, oh, no. But, it but isn't it great to have, you know, wonderful. a part, this part of your life that you didn't think was going to happen because there's a part of us that it thinks this is as good as it's ever going to get. Wait, oh, 
this is as bad as it's ever going to get, right? It's like, this is it. Or, as good, or you know, as good. I'll never forget that horrible summer or that, you know, when you talk about what you're saying to Rich, I don't want to be here anymore. I mean, I didn't care if I lived or died. I certainly wasn't suicidal. I was depressed then because of the situation, but I'm certainly not clinically depressed. And I said, this is just way too hard. I could care less if I live or die because yeah. I don't want to live like this. And that's kind of a, that Adriana saying to me, you've got two other children standing right here in front of you. Here we are, mom, here we are, you know, all these little, little tidbits, just one by one by one really woke me up and said, you've so got you woke up, you did the work, you're in a different place. You know mm -hmm. how to manage your expectations. You know that you can make it, will make it. And what really struck me earlier, almost made me want to cry. Because I did the same thing after Jamie died. I thought at first, I thought, well, is anyone going to want to listen to me? They're going to lose hope. But then I said, I'm get, I'm more determined than ever to make a difference. And you said that. I want everyone watching this and everyone they speak to, to believe, to know that they can do, they can get where you are too. Um, and I wanted to kind of close it out by talking about you talking about where you are today in the everything can be used for good vein. So not only have you gotten yourself better and you've got, you know, this wonderful husband, you know, everyone loves Bruce. You've got these, you know, trips and you've got a new vacation spot and you, life's going good, right? Yes, life is going good. But I got to tell you what, it's even, even better than all of that are the things that you do to give back, the things that you are doing to help other people, that multiplication we talked about. So this is the deal. If I help Donna, that's called addition. I'm a math person. I like multiplication. And then Donna's going out and helping all these other people. Now, where does the math even go? We don't know. So can you just talk a little bit about what you do, the, the couple of different things that you do to give back that you certainly wouldn't have done had you not been on this journey? So you um, have your groups. I have my groups. I, I have my groups. I, and so what are these, tell me a little bit about these groups. Well, one is very heavy duty demands. Sarah. one is not me. It's Lisa Dean. And I think people know her name throughout the United States of America. I mean, she's moving and shaking. She lost her son five years ago. And this is her way of giving back and creating her people. And we're just her people, you know, she, and what is her mission? Oh, legislation and, and changing laws. And I mean, it, it, our little demand zero, her being the head of it, we bought, we bought hundred thousand dollars worth of dogs for the new hate for Yale's Yale, New Haven for their, for their, uh, officers to have drug sniffing dogs. I mean, she's oh, out, that's to, so cool. she's out to stop fentanyl. And let me tell you something. I think it's going to happen. I really, oh, we got to, yeah, we got to keep it from coming I to this really country in the first it. place, but That's thank right. God there's, there's so many aspects to so many this, aspects that, yeah. And so, so this is you helping with legislation, which you might say, oh, I'm just one of her people, but every one of the one people of are important. Yeah, no, I'm but just then you have these groups and okay. So there's this big legislation, but as important in my opinion, are these groups of ladies, no matter what size that you have been with you know, linked arms with and shoulder to shoulder all these years. Yes. Yes, there are. And, you know, I'm always 
So, so this is an in-person, you get together and. Oh God. Yes. And then my name, you know, goes out. I, I, I don't like talking about myself and what I do. Well, sorry. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> God, I try to be so humble. Yes. This I'm very, a, no, you know what though? I'm very, very to believe that they can make a difference. They need to hear this. I'm very humble. I'm about as involved as someone could be. My husband says way too involved. You help way too many people because it takes a lot out. It does not take a lot out. I mean, we've been having this not argument, but this thing for six years, like you give and give and give. Well, that's what keeps me. So this energizes you. This energizes me. And not me. everyone would be, this might not be for everyone, but, but so people contact you. That person. They so contact. you've given out your number and people contact you for support. Constantly. Yes. Wow. So that's my big, you know, that's my big thing. One-on-one. -on -one. That's really, huge. I'm really good with one-on-one -on -one and trying to help, you know, help others. Um, it, it fills me up. It gives me a purpose. And what did I say to somebody? I think it was just yesterday, the day before. Oh, I was walking with my neighbor and um, I said, hey, Barbara, this is my purpose. This is my legacy. This is who I am. This has become who I am. It's become me. It's become the new Donna of 10 years. And, you know, my ex-husband said something to me the other day. We are kind of... Mm, he was looking the you know mirror. that said it all only an italian can go mm, do something with their hands and like everyone knows what that meant so we do this <laughs> and that's what we are this Andumat, so. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> but then you'll i'm sure you'll cut that one out <laughs> what did he say to me he said he texted it he's just he said, look in the mirror. You're not going to like the person. Are you? He's the biggest narcissist in the world, though. And I said, no, no. He no, said, no. look in the mirror. What? You're not going to like who you see. But that's coming from a narcissist mouth. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm like, I hope you didn't take any of that energy in. I said, I kind of like who I see, Nick. Good Can you for say you. the same thing? <laughs> Good for I usually, you. I usually email him everything that you do. I'm not going to, I will email him this one because I want him to hear you. He doesn't, he just doesn't, he doesn't understand it. He well, you know what? People can only be helped if they're receptive to it, open to it and want it. Without a doubt. Right. Without All you can do is dispense the information, give the guidance, give some wisdom, and then it's up to them to do the work just like you have done. Yeah. And, 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 and Valerie, I know this work fills you up beyond. Well, it does me too. And I will never stop again. It takes a lot of energy and resources and time does, and you know all does, of it. It does, but but I can't know, stop. And I will never stop. Like I said, if I will probably become because I God forbid if I lose my son, I will probably be, become more of a voice, even more, you know, I, I will use this. I will use my knowledge for the better to better somebody else or for the better good of society or whatever. I mean, I was just asked by one of Anthony's attorneys to, um, and she had, a, she had a really, really, this was really good. She said to me, Donna, this is an I Love Lucy show. I mean, I literally brought her flowers on Friday, told the security guard not to put them under the conveyor belt. He's talking to me. They all went under the conveyor belt. So <laughs> I, enter, I enter these beautiful arrangement of flowers and we were talking for a while. And she said, I need your help. I'm like, oh my God, Jessica, whatever you need. Cause she's helped me so much through Anthony's um, journey. And I said, uh, what? Tell me. She said, well, 
the rehab that you were going to send Anthony to, you know, it's, it, it's a very expensive rehab. It's a really good rehab and it, and it deals with all of Anthony's issues that needed to be dealt with. So I got the judge to agree to it rather than incarceration for like five years. And she said, why don't, is there any way that you could, so she gave me a new, a new purpose now. Is there any way? Oh, Bruce is going to love this. I didn't even tell him this yet. Is there any way that you could kind of open up in Connecticut a spot for the people that she sees that can't afford? Yeah, that's so good. Like, oh my God, Jessica, I never thought of that. She goes, well, can't. Now I started the ball rolling from last Friday. Do you know practically every single state has it? Connecticut doesn't. Well, yeah, you and I were talking about that. And I told you that when Jamie was, California did. Yeah. Well, I've talked to a lot more people, practically every single state. So I'm all over this now. Now that's my new mission is to get this is the point. There's so much good that needs to be done. The world needs people who are willing to do the work, to shine their light in a very dark place on a path that, that we don't know what, how it's going to turn out. Nobody knows. Nobody and everybody, everybody deserves, Ali, everybody deserves the dignity. Listen, this is someone's son, daughter, cousin, whatever. Everyone deserves dignity and the state one facilities, you know, but why not? They deserve a chance at it. If they really want to work at it, why do you have to have 28 or $30,000, which is a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, hardship for anyone unless if you're ultra rich why can't they have the same thing rather than just be thrown into a state facility i am so on board with this this is so good on board with this this is why everybody that's listening needs to listen to your story and not just be warmed by it because we sometimes we listen to stories and we get inspired we think oh isn't that nice oh that was a nice movie and then we go about our lives but to really start to get motivated and then put some work behind it and empower yourself so that you can get where Donna is because there's something out there that you're supposed to do. It might be nothing like Donna's doing, but there's something out there that you're to do, even if it's talking to the person two doors down that you don't even know right now. Right. But unless we get ourselves to a place where we can even consider life after the darkness, it's never going to happen. So I really thank you so much, Donna, for always, you know, coming on my podcast and being my first warrior circle um, guest. And I just think that you are an absolute beacon of hope for other people. Oh, thanks, Valerie. I try. I try it. Hey, listen, I've learned from the best you. So (laughs) you're the teacher. I'm the student. Okay. I'll send you. Where do I send that check? Okay. Well, thank you, my friend, for this episode. Love you so much. And we'll talk soon. All righty.